Hi, Bother Brigade. Here's what's bothering me today. I am sick and tired of seeing people ask for a no-fly zone over Ukraine. So let me be very clear here, and we're going to provide some like support for this. A no-fly zone over Ukraine runs an incredible risk of a nuclear-armed conflict with Russia. And so unless you just want to be open about it and say, I really want to go to war with Russia, please stop suggesting a no-fly zone. But here's the thing, right? I do understand why people want to suggest a no-fly zone because, look, we've done it in the past, right? We proposed one over Syria. That didn't happen, though. But we did the one in Libya, and that worked out pretty well, and we've done it in other cases. Like, I think we did it uh, over the Balkans in the 90s, right? So there's some legitimate, you know, reasons to use a no-fly zone. The problem is that this is Russia. So the purpose of a no-fly zone is a force. So either a single military or a collection of militaries like, you know, NATO or a UN task force, which is what happened over Libya. Like, what happens is a force with an like actual air force and with various other supports and logistics behind them go over an airspace and basically say nothing flies like absolutely nothing hence the no fly zone right this means that if someone tries to fly they tend to get shot down so let's say we do this over ukraine right like all ukrainian airspace it's no fly zone what if Russia decides to call the bluff and say, yeah, no, we're still going to do a bombing run over Mariupol or something, right? And uh, people on the NATO side or the international force side, they shoot down the Russian aircraft. Well, look at that. That's now open war with Russia. And let's say, right, under a hypothetical that uh, the Russians decide to back down. Okay, fine. I guess you get your no-fly zone. Okay, great. So there's no, you know, immediate effects. But what happens when Russian forces, whether it's in a, you know, staged like false flag or anything like that, or it's a legitimate attack, what happens when a Western force targets, say, ground troops? And again, it's like, oh, whoops, we thought these were like insurgents. But no, it turns out it was actually like an honest to God Russian armored column. Well, then that's how open war starts. And here's the thing, right? If open war starts between Russia and the West, whether it's like NATO or the UN or whatever, if open war starts, you are likely going to see Russia be militarily curb stomped, which is why Russia then has an excuse to pull out its, pardon the pun, Trump card, which is its massive nuclear arsenal. That's what separates Russia from different no-fly zones that we've done in the past. The other side in question has nukes up the yin-yang and we don't really want to see those puppies fly so that's kind of the you know stuck between a rock and a hard place so what can we do to help the people of ukraine kind of what we've been doing so far actually which is why i especially hate lots of people in the media like state department people in like canada just all over the place saying we need a no-fly zone. It's like, just be open that you want us all to potentially die in a nuclear apocalypse. Stop trying to, you know, say that you care about Ukrainians because they would also be affected by this, you selfish, petulant jackasses. A no-fly zone against the Russian Air Force and military is a really bad idea because they have nukes and they may end up using them because of the likely conflict that emerges 
from the no-fly zone. And you know, there's this thing called weaponry, specifically surface-to-air missiles that we could be, and I think we are, sending to Ukraine so they can down Russian aircraft, whatever they want. There's your, you know, portable no-fly zone, basically. And again, right, we are already helping Ukraine in a variety of different ways. So funding, training, and that's like a subject for a whole other time in terms of the unfortunate fucking fascists we're funding in Ukraine. But the general idea, right, is, oh, but like we got to do something to help Ukraine. We already are. In fact, it's so indiscriminate that it's resulted in fascists in Ukraine actually getting funding and support. And, you know, that should just tell people all that needs to be said about, you know, we need to help. We are. A no-fly zone is more trouble than it's worth. It risks more harm, more damage, more dead Ukrainians, which is why anyone who wants less of that should stop suggesting a no-fly zone. It has honestly been really wild and deeply upsetting and concerning to see military political leaders, the goddamn media, and random armchair generals online talking about how and why we actually need a no-fly zone and why, you know, well, maybe a small nuclear conflict is okay. See, like, my previous video about nukes on that whole, like, chestnut. It is deeply concerning that so many people at all different levels of government, society, military, and around the world are legitimately asking for a no-fly zone over Ukraine without fundamentally understanding what the risks are that are entailed with that. And worse, they aren't telling you, the average person, those same risks, hoping that you support that to the further, like, getting closer to doomsday, basically. It is reprehensible and irresponsible, deeply concerning, and it is definitely what's bothering me today.